Second and victory. Welcome back to the Second and Victory Podcast. My name is Austin Nelson. Hope you guys are doing well wherever you're listening from, whether it is in your headphones or in your car. Uh, happy that you're joining us again. Uh, first dub of the season type of podcast. I'm with that. Can't complain. Uh, what a game it was Sunday. And uh, I'm here to talk about it with my two co-hosts, Mr. Brett Bachelor and Chris Carter. What's up, guys? How's it going? Good. All right, we're gonna have we're gonna we're gonna get through this with you, Brett. We got some audio issues for Brett, but we're gonna get through it. Chris is here, loud and clear. I'm I'm hopefully here, loud and clear. Yeah, uh, but we'll get we'll get through this. Um. All right. So before we get started, I'm gonna hit pause, stop the podcast, and go hit subscribe uh, to our podcast. Uh, tell your friends, go tell your coworkers who I know are Titans fans, because who's not Titans fans these days. Um, and hit that subscribe button, leave a review. We'd appreciate the support and uh, the kind words if you have them. If we suck, let us know too. Uh, but we are brought to you by broadwaysportsmedia.com and 440 Sports. Uh, Broadway Sports Media is the best place to get your latest Titans news and coverage right now. Um, they're doing a fantastic job over there um, with all the latest news and, and some fantastic articles from some really good writers. So go check that out, as well as Nashville SC News and Nashville Predators coverage as well because hockey season is just around the corner. I know we're pretty excited about that. Uh, as well, make sure you follow us on Twitter, at Second and Victory. We are so damn close to 5,000 followers. It's been a long time coming, dude. So um, very excited. It means a lot that we've even come this far. That means 4,992 people like what we do, and I don't know why. So um, that's pretty cool, too. But the most exciting part about all this is I know Chris is very excited about this. I know Brett is. I know I am, is that we have a merch store that you can go to and buy Second and Victory stuff. Go to secondandvictory.com and buy some merch. We got some really cool T-shirts um, as things happen we're going to always be evolving and posting things and hoodies and sweatshirts and hats so we will definitely let you guys know when this stuff drops on the twitter even on the podcast um chris got us some shirts in the background we'll, we'll be wearing those next time we talk so um very excited stuff that's going on with with the podcast and with us so um, again appreciate everybody's support but we'll get into the actual stuff we want to talk about that's the, the titans game sunday guys what a game um we knew last week when we talked, I think nobody really had thought we had a shot. I, I, I didn't. I thought we'd go in there. And I just wanted to see improvement. I told you guys that last week. I just want to see them play better in yeah. some area of the game. Um, I mean, I think I even said on the podcast last week, I'd be happy if we're competitive. That's it. And, just score and, some points. And yeah. I mean, as long as the game was close. Um, but to get out of there with a win, that's massive. Huge. And that crowd was that crowd was rocking. He's a diehard Seahawks fan, actually. He's from here. I used to work at Logan's with him back in the day. Shout out Logan's. And um, yeah, he went, and we had a bet from way back a few months ago, and he said, "Winner of the game buys, or loser of the game buys a winner a jersey." I was like, "Yeah, I mean, I'm not confident, so I don't want to agree to that." So I said, 
loser has to have the uh, opposing team's player, favorite player, as their Facebook profile picture for a week. Um, nice. So I then sent him the final score the Titans posted of the 33-30 final overtime and said, hey, post that. So that's still his Facebook profile picture as of right now. Nice. So that was pretty cool. But um, I want to play a game with you and talk about this. What was one word for you to describe Sunday? Aggressive. Um, Why is that? I think, it, I think in that second half, the, the team looked hungry, right? Uh, first half didn't go the way they wanted the second half, they came out way more aggressive. Uh, Derek was feasting. Um, and, and I think whenever you see that aggression come out in a guy like Derek, who's clearly, you know, one of the key leaders of this team, whenever you see that kind of aggression and, and hunger come out in a player, it, it other players feed off of it. Uh, and man, he was, he was leading the charge. Uh, that's not to take anything away from the other leaders of the team, like Tannehill, who had an excellent game. Um, his stat line would look even better if it wasn't for some drops and some really poor refereeing. Um, but, yeah, I think aggression uh, and aggra- aggressive is the word I would use. I like that a lot because they were aggressive in the second half. Um, I would love – in a game like that, Chris, I would love to be in the locker room at halftime to see what Vrabel says to him. Like, yeah. how, who, who Does he get them fired up? Is it a player that gets them fired up? I would love to kind of see that be a fly on the wall for those. But um, – I picked perseverance because they persevered. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at the stats from Sunday, they outplayed the Seahawks in every single aspect. Um, they would go down the field and they settled for field goals, which is not what the Titans wanted. The game could have looked a lot different if they could finish in the red zone, which is what they used. Yeah, I think the first three field goals all came within the red zone, right? I think so. So yeah. if they could just they could just finish and. Um, but I think even then they knew that, hey, we're playing really well. We just have to finish. We have to close it out. And so the, the, what turned that whole game around, Chris, was the, second, the start of the second half and they went down and scored. Without that touchdown, they don't win that game. And that's that. That's period. Because they yeah. set the tone for the second half with that touchdown, um, that great Derrick Henry touchdown. So perseverance. They persevered. And you're down 15 at halftime. You're down two scores in the fourth. And they find a way to win in overtime. So perseverance was uh, – was the word I, I picked. Brett, you there? You yeah, I got you. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. I got the word. I'm going to go with the word determined. Uh, and I'm going with that just because the Titans were absolutely determined to continue to run the ball. They're determined to get back to their style of football, their type of game plan. Even though they're down 24-9 at half, you see them keep pounding Henry, keep doing the play action. KB and the boys on defense stayed up and top and everything like that, stayed tight with it. So I'm going with the word determined because they're determined to stay towards their game plan get back to Titans football, and ultimately that helped them pull out the W. I want to go yeah, back to talking totally about – Totally agree. I want to go back to talking about the outplaying the Seahawks because um, the Titans really did. I'm going to go give you a few stats from Sunday. Uh, time of possession, Titans 39-08, Seahawks 20-52. First downs, Titans 33, Seahawks 17. Um this was a plus, in my opinion. Uh, third down efficiency. The Titans were 6 of 14 on offense. Seahawks were only 4 of 12. So that's a huge improvement from, you know, years past. Yeah. The Titans are yeah. massive. You know, they're, they're 8 of 12 on defense. So that and was we, nice. know, we know at least one of those third downs should not have been. Should not have counted. A conversion. 100% correct. You know, so we'll go. We'll go yeah, I like that. Uh, total yards 532 to 397. 
even play against a against a Russell Wilson led offense, yes. too, which is even, crazy. Check the plays out though. This is I mean the plays eighty three plays to fifty two. Wow. Yeah. And then uh, something that going in the game that I, we didn't talk about it much last week, but just listening to radio and and have an idea of who the Seahawks are. They like to run the ball. Chris Carson isn't the best back in the NFL, but he's not the worst either. Um, rushing yards, 212 to 77. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's back-to-back weeks of good rushing defense too. 100%. So um, those are just two little t- stats from the game that I wanted to throw out there um, about that. So just and, – And to be fair, that's two good weeks of rushing defense against two mobile quarterbacks. Yeah. Yes. Um, with with you know typically good running attacks on those teams too. Uh, granted, we know the the passing game um, wasn't wonderful in game. We'll one. talk about it in a little bit, but this week's matchup with the Colts that it's a it's a little different matchup with uh, the yeah. running game. They have they have much better running backs than what the Titans have seen the last two weeks. Um, I want to ask you guys this. I've been thinking about it, and, and I could be totally off, but. Was this Ryan Tannehill's best game as a Titan? It's up there. Um, obviously, he didn't have the touchdowns to show for it. We know he should have had one. Um, but, I mean, his his efficiency in the pocket, um, especially – I mean, he was getting killed in that first half. Yeah. Um, but his efficiency in the pocket, his his ability to find um, his, his receivers. You know, it, we know Julio had – uh, some really great catches in that game. We know AJ had some really uncharacteristic drops. Um, those st- that stat line looks even better if if AJ is able to pull those those balls in. Um, but you know, I I think it's up there. I mean, I think it I think it's probably at least a top five performance from him in a Titans uniform. I mean, it was good. Uh, I mean, I st- I still go back to the Chiefs game uh, in twenty nineteen. Uh, across the middle when he won the game to Adam Humphreys, that game right yeah. there. Uh, there. There's a bunch of games you can put up there. Um, like like Chris said, the, the numbers necessarily might not show it, but if there's one thing to describe Ryan Tannehill as efficient and efficiency, he's going to go and get the job done or he's going to do what you ask him to do. So if you go by the efficiency stats, it's definitely up there because people are going to see, oh, he, you know, he threw the ball he, 27 times to- or completed 27 passes, just a little over 300 yards, but they see the no touchdowns. They don't see the flashy plays, but – the throws to Julio that he made across the middle, the one for 50 and the other one for 15 on crucial third downs, they were put in positions where only Julio could catch those balls. And that's what makes it even better is the efficiency that Ryan Tannehill has in getting done what you ask him to get done. And, and we see that that, uh, that timing and, and um, placement with Julio is getting to a place where that that is going to be a key part of this offense moving forward. Um, that you're right, Brad. That that 50 yard, 52 yard, whatever it was, play to to Julio, it was perfect placement. That's exactly what we're used to seeing out of Ryan Tannehill nowadays, too. And Julio I, was over 100 yards quick in that game, too. Yeah. So, like yeah. you said, Chris, staying efficient with with Julio and the, that connection, that time can go a long ways. Yeah, it's, I mean it's. If you look at Tannehill's stats, you're like, no, God, no, that wasn't his best game. But just, just how if if context matters in that game, just how it went down, um, the way he managed the big plays he made with his arm and his legs, the 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 run he had um, was was great. He, he, need, he needs to to slide a little bit better, but um, 
that was a big run. I mean, he was 27 of 40 for 347 and, and zero touchdowns. And that was only the second time in his Titans career that he hasn't had a, a touchdown. But I, I thought it was a great game by Tannehill um, doing what he does. So uh, something else, the Titans have lost 62 straight when down 14 plus in the fourth quarter of a game. Their last one was an 06. Wow. Y'all know who that was? Who they played and beat? Oh, I know what it is. I know it is. It's against the Giants when they were down 21-0. Yeah. Come back on the Cumberland. I was there till the last minute. Yeah. Yeah. I was too. I was there. So, that was uh, just an impressive man. win, man. In, in, a, in, a, in a hostile environment like that, on the road, you know, two scores in the fourth quarter. It was a lot of fun. Um, all right, so I want to go hit on some highlights from the game. Obviously, Derrick Henry, huge. AFC player of the week. That, I mean, Derrick did Derrick Fangs. Put the team on his back. Did y'all watch the post-game locker room video of Vrabel and Derek talking to the team? Did not give you chills? Absolutely. Like those Absolutely. are the guys leading the Titans week after week. Yeah. You gotta love it. That was got awesome. to love it. Um, I we can go around the room and and talk about it. But I want to I want to hit on this guy because he did come up huge. His energy made a big few catches. Uh, Michael Pruitt. Mm-hmm. He can kind of set the tone in that second half. Um, when they when they had the drive. So, Michael Pruitt made some big plays um, for them and, and kind of set the tone. So, shout out to, to Pru on Sunday. I wanted to give a shout out to uh, two guys uh, that held down the left side of the offensive line, Ty Sombralo and uh, Aaron Brewer. Um, you know, Ty found out right before that game that he was even going to be playing because uh, Lawan got hurt in, uh, in the warm-ups. Uh, but those two um, stepped up big time. Um, offensive line looked solid uh, compared, you know, in the second half compared to that first half. Um, they really, they really started to gel together. And and David David Questenberry has looked, I think, really good this season, um, and and is uh, a really good fit at right tackle. It appears so. Offensive line was great um, for those guys to step up, uh, and you know, when when injuries happen, I thought it was huge. I'm going with a guy – we all like him, but I know Chris specifically really enjoys him. And because people talked about A.J. Brown not having a good day, neither did D.K. Metcalf. And the guy that was covering D.K. Metcalf was Christian Fulton. And Christian yes. Fulton through the first two games has looked like he could possibly be the new CB1 for this Titans defense. And honestly, Fulton didn't get to play much last year, but now he's starting to look the part. And I think a lot of people have been really impressed with what they've seen by possibly the new CB1 of this defense. Yeah, he looked excellent. Um, I, you know, I I, I kind of wonder what happened on that extremely long pass that it looked like he should have been in coverage, but it also looked like the safety should have been over the top. It was, I, I know, I think PFF credited credited uh, that to, to Fulton, so that sucks. But um, other than that, I mean, he he has shut down AJ Green and DK Metcalf in back to back weeks. Uh, I know we don't really know who AJ Green is at this point in his career, but we do know who DK Metcalf is. Uh, and to shut a guy like that down, and you could tell he was under his skin the whole game too. Uh, D- DK lost it several times on him, so um, it, it was great to see. I love Christian Fulton, big fan. Same. I remember when they drafted him last last year. Um, I think I think we talked about it. I, I, I vividly remember this saying that that was the guy we wanted. I think we were like six or seven picks away, and I was like, "Dude, Fulton's still there, and he's a quarterback, um, and he's definitely panned out." Um, as somebody who can who can be relied on, and hopefully that CB one 
down the road, but he's playing really well right now. Uh, another highlight, guys, do the Titans finally have a effing kicker? Shout out Dude. Randy Bullock, man. Big Randy Bullock, man. Looked Four or good. five. He, was, he missed one kick, but obviously made the biggest kick when it counted in the game winner. Um, I hope that sparks something for the Titans, man. After all the kicking woes that they've had, man, can this guy – we thought Ficken would be that. Can Randy Bullock be that for this season? Can he please stay healthy? Can he please be consistent? Can that be one thing that we don't have to worry about week after week is the kicking game? Be nice. Can he just be consistent? I mean, the kickers are going to miss kicks. Sure. It's going to happen. Um, but to to come up clutch in that situation, I mean, everybody, you know, everybody was upset. All of us were that they didn't call that a safety uh, on the uh, on the the Russell Wilson sack there at the end of their drive. But I mean, fate. It was. I mean, let's be honest. It was destined to end on a Titans field goal. Yeah. Um, and and the fact that it did, and and we, you know, there was a win out of it. I, it it was awesome. Uh, storybook ending, you know. Also, last speaking thing. of this, no, go ahead. Speaking of that safety man, we got to give another shout out to Ola Danny too. Didn't get as many plays, but the plays, the plays that he did play, more boy was he in the backfield and was he making himself known. Yeah, he he played two snaps, right? Yeah, and they were fantastic. Brabel said after that he's going to have to find ways to get him back in the game more because all he does is yeah. make plays. And I think he made a few last uh, against the Cardinals, but the two plays that he had, I mean, one that counted the most. I mean, um, I, for some reason, Mike Vrabel-led defenses do not like rotating uh, edge rushers. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw Harold Landry play, what, 97% of the snaps or something last year. Sub those guys out. Like, put, put Ola out there more. Put Rashad Weaver out there more like – Get those guys snaps. Keep keep your starters fresh. Uh, if, if guys like Ola are going to make plays, they need to be out there. I've been I've been happy with the defense after two weeks. I know the first you know against the Cardinals they looked it was rough, but the entire team was rough. So I'm gonna get that I'm gonna get that entire week of a pass because they looked much better last week. You had two busted coverage plays, um, one, and then the second one that was just an awful tackling job by Molden. Um, so you take – that's 14 points right there. You add Julio's touchdown that should have counted. Um, we have one friend of the show, Zach, from F-Words, who does not think the touchdown should have counted. He thinks that Julio was out, which is mind-blowing to me. Um, I mean, we have clear evidence with the picture. Oh, he does sweet. too, though. He says that there's white that, that, that pops up from the hill. Uh, it, was, story. It, it was 100% a touchdown. Um, but if they, what I'm getting at, though, is that they score a few of those touch, uh, <clears throat> make turn those field goals into touchdowns in the first quarter, first half. I mean, the Titans, this is a much different game, a much different score. It's not close. So um, I've been impressed with the D line. Uh, they have played really well against the run, Bud Dupree and Harold have. Um, the backers have looked good so far. And what I want to ask you guys pre podcast, I asked you guys this. I said, I'm going to bring it to you on the podcast. Do you know without looking who is the leading tackler on this team after two weeks? Mm, I'm going to guess the secondary player, Janoris Jenkins. Brett? Brett? <laughs> Brett, I think you're muted. Oh, man. I'm going to go. That's good. You got me? Got me? 
Yeah. What's up? We got you. Am I lagging at all? Uh-uh. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Um, am I allowed to go with the same one as Chris? Yeah, you can. Okay, I'll do that since because it was a good guess. Yeah, you're both right, Jenkins. Really? <laughs> yeah. What's he at? <clears throat> Fourteen. Oh. I feel like he's gotten he's he's gotten targeted quite a bit by these quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of why I went with him. Uh, it seems like he's getting targeted way more than than Christian is. So um, Harold's got ten, and then this is I guess a good sign. The three linebackers are right after that: Rashawn with ten, Jayon seven, David Long six. I um, don't think I've noticed Rashawn Evans on the field once this season. You haven't, nope. Chris. Nope, you haven't. And I told you guys, that's not a bad thing. No, but it's not a I great mean, thing either. Out of your, you know, your, your it's not a bad thing because draft pick. You don't want. I mean, we've seen Rashawn Evans making mistakes. It is a bad thing because you want your line play, linebackers making big plays. Yeah, you want your quote unquote franchise linebacker, you know, to be yeah. your best defensive player, and he's not I'm been so, that. I'm so intrigued by it, and I don't think it's going to be this week based on him not practicing. But when Jayon's healthy, uh, what do you do with those those three spots? I mean, I think David Long should be starting. Uh, that guy's that guy's all over the field. He's a playmaker. Um, he's he's looked like the best linebacker on the team, I think, so far this season. Um, and and clearly, other than the couple of busted plays, like I thought, the green dot was much better with him running it than Jayon, um, based comparing week one to week two. He was solid but, last week. I agree. He was real solid. Agree. It'll be interesting who get, who gets the start there. No, it was just – it was a good – just to wrap it up, it was a great win for the Titans, um, you know. Hey, we, we can talk about our predictions. You want to go over those real quick? Yeah, I was yes. wrong. Uh, Austin said Titans give up no sacks. Um, Brett said Randy Bullitt misses no kicks, uh, so we missed one. I was close. I was close. I said, I said Julio has 100 yards and a touchdown and personally think I deserve credit. For you know, one. we'll give you – I'll give you the whole thing for that one, Chris. Thank you. You deserve the you deserve the entire win for that one. Because we all know that was a touchdown, no matter what. <laughs> no matter what the referees or or Zach from F. Or Zach says. says, yeah. We'll give it to you. Um all right. So to wrap this up, again, I Titans need to clean up the turnovers. They're minus three through two games. Um, that's not a good look. That's 30th in the league at the moment. Um but the sacks have been good. Five sacks on the season. That's a, that's an improvement mm-hmm. from last year. I like, man, one of the things that I like, Austin, because you were talking about the defense earlier, the difference, yes, they've, they've given up a lot of points this year, but to this year the defense just looks more competent than mm-hmm. what they did last year. They look more pure as a defense. They look more together. They don't look as confused, if that makes more sense. So I think that's why a lot, a lot more people are more comfortable. Even though the defense has given up some points, they just look more competent this year than what they did so far last year. I agree. Um, all right, so this week the Titans face the Indianapolis Colts. Fuck them. Uh, um, it's, it's Colts week, man. Fuck, fuck them. Fuck the Colts. All right, that's, that's what I gotta say. Um, so here's the injury report again. This is Wednesday, so when you guys get some podcast, this is gonna be a little bit different. Um, but here's who did not practice on Wednesday: Jayon Brown, Bud Dupree, Caleb Farley. Let's pause real quick. Man, I wanted to see Caleb Farley on the field so bad. Um, 
I can I cannot wait to see Kayla Farley and Christian Fulton as CB one two. I'm ready to watch Farley play. I hope he gets that shoulder healthy and, and gets out there. Just and, and I was I was really surprised. Ray wouldn't give him more snaps in the the Cardinals game, um, besides special teams. So hope he is is back this week, but I, I lean to say he's not. Uh, Ferkshire did not practice. Derrick Henry that was just rest. He's out. Ben Jones. Roger Saffold did not practice, and I would lean guys that he does not play Sunday. But there's, there's, there's a good chance with 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 Big Saffold. He, you know, he always wants to be out there and he's a tough dude. Uh, AJ Brown was limited. Derek Roberson was limited. Here's the shocker, boys. Taylor Lewan practiced after full a yeah full participation. What a really weird thing about an hour and a half before kickoff last week, where he tweaked something in, in warm-ups and was then inactive last week. So, you know, an hour and a half before your game against the Seahawks in a hostile environment, your starting left tackle is out. Not a good look. Did y'all, um, did y'all see the clip of, of where he tweaked it? Yeah. Yes. It, it was instant. I mean, he went – like he felt something immediately and, and like, started working with the trainer. Yeah. Um, it kind of makes you wonder, like, what what that tweet because it was to his his surgically repaired knee. So, like, what would cause that that it would he would be out of that game, but then already be back and participating in the full practice? I mean, I mean, it had to have been something just grabbed. I mean, obviously we're not doctors, so we don't know. But I mean, it, like you said, it was weird, man. It was weird, and I, like we said, maybe it's just something that just grabbed and it aggravated him for. A day or two, and now it's starting to feel comfortable, so he can he can rest it. I don't know. I'm with you. It was weird, but uh, no, it's a it's a good sign to see him fully participating. Um, just a few days after that, so I saw some tweets saying that, that they thought they would lean that he was going on IR, which really would have sucked, and I think that would have put his Titans career in jeopardy, which it still very well could be. Chris, you got to take that he's not here next year, which is possible. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's it's a that's a guy that hasn't played a lot of football over the last two seasons, um, two plus seasons at this point. Um, I wish I had the tweet pulled up, but Glennon actually like broke down the number of games he's missed over the last three years, and uh, it's not good. And and Taylor's a guy that's making a whole lot of money for this team. I so. think Chris, I could be wrong. It's like in the last thirty-four games, he's played eighteen, and before that, it was like. He missed like 60, three games or something. Yeah, it was like 62 of 64 before that. Yeah. So, yeah, the numbers are, are not good over the last few years. So, all right. So, again, it's Colts week. Um, they are limping into this game, um, both physically and literally. Carson Wentz has, guys, how the hell do you sprain two ankles? Both ankles. Did you see that other ankle fold up under Aaron Donald? Did you see the video? Yeah, yeah. I did. Dude, yeah. So I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised that didn't break anything. Seriously. It, it rolled up under him. So they could be playing a Jacob Eason-led Colts team Sunday. Not mad at it. Not a whole I mean, lot no matter, to see from Eason. No matter how you're looking at it, if Wentz plays or if, or if Eason plays, you're not going to have the mobile quarterback situation that you've had the first two weeks no, of the season. no. Um, we know we know Wentz can move in the pocket, but he's not going to even if he plays this week because he's going to be a statue back there on a on a low ankle and a high ankle sprain. So um, 
you're you're looking at a much different type of offense than you've pl- you've played against the last two weeks. Yeah, and this is a this is a team that's you know somewhat similar to the Titans how they play. Um, really good running game. They pound the ball. They're physical. It's a division game, guys. I and mean, we know we know who the Colts are and what they do. Um, they have a really good running back in Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines. Uh, a little running back by committee, but Taylor obviously gets the majority of the snaps. A solid, you know, young and up-and-coming wide receiver, Michael Pittman, and then the Titan killer, Jack Doyle, is still there. So we know what the Colts are, a solid defense as well with Darius Leonard and DeForest Buckner. It's a very questionable secondary. Um, so I think, guys, this, this is the time right now. If you look at the upcoming schedule, this is where the Titans make the run. Um, you have the Colts, Jets, Jags, Bills, Chiefs. So if you can go into the Bills game four and one and beat these next three teams pretty convincingly, I think the the notion of the Titans are you know we don't know who the Titans are. If they win these next three convincingly, I think they're you know they're back. People are thinking they're a top AFC team again. And, and when you face the Bills and Chiefs at home, you got to split one of those. Have I to. mean, there's a, Have well, what to. I was about to say, the Bills and Chiefs are two teams that we know the Titans can beat. They've done it over yeah. the last few years. Um, so, I mean, you, you come out of this, like you said, four and one, uh, the national spotlight is on the Titans. This can't be Sunday especially because it's been – the Titans, I've told you guys, they – the Titans have beat the Colts twice in 10 years in Nissan Stadium, two times. So this is a game that I think Titans always have circled. This is the, the, the Nico Autry revenge game. Um, <laughs> when he was signed with the Titans' opening press conference, he said some pretty, you know, nasty remarks about the Colts and how much he, you know, wanted to finish his career with them and, and how it didn't happen. So I think he's uh, eager to play uh, against them. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to him, his play Sunday. Uh, but if you can win this game, beat the Jets, beat the Jags, and you go to the, that Monday night football game against the Bills, 4-1, City's going to be buzzing. And you just can't drop. You can't, this can't be like a Bengals of 2020 last year, if y'all remember that. Dude, my gosh. You, you I was just asking, do, you, do, like you, do you consider this a trap game or not yet? No, not yet. Yeah, I wouldn't either. But just because I know the Colts haven't played. Have y'all noticed, too, we talk about Rashawn Evans being quiet. Darius Leonard has been very quiet. Darius Leonard has 10 tackles total in two games and one forced fumble, and that's it. That's all he's done through two games. And for somebody that's supposed to be – I mean, I'm, I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying it's been a slow start to the season. Obviously, we know he's not bad. But Bobby Wagner's got 35, 34 tackles, which is ridiculous through two games. But the fact that he just has 10 tackles for a guy that of his of his, his caliber is just a surprisingly slow start. Yeah, Bobby Wagner's stat line is uh, insane right now. I, uh, I, I, I mean, Darius Leonard is going to start making plays at some point. So Titans got to be ready for that uh, on the offensive line. And, and that's something this offensive line is going to have to be prepared for is, is the Colts front. We know that's a, um, a tough, tough group of players to play against. I mean, you got DeForest Buckner, uh, Darius Leonard. I mean, that dude, that dude can change the momentum of a game. Uh, in in no time, he's one of the best defensive frontmen in the in the league. So, um, it's you got to be ready. One hundred percent. So, 
Um, I'm really looking forward to Sunday. I noticed the if you guys have seen the Titan social media, they change on their graphics to uh, the Oilers logo. It's the Oilers homecoming. They are putting Bum Phillips in the Ring of Honor. It doesn't mean they're wearing Oilers uniforms, not yet. Our boy Nate Bain confirmed that that they are working on it. They have not. Uh, the helmet rule is still in effect. So hopefully next year is when that can happen. 80, um, 80 Oilers players coming in for this homecoming. That's very cool. And they, Texans they, they, fans are but hot. <laughs> yes, sure. they are living. Sure, for uh, sure. So I mean, here's here's the thing. When it comes down to it, Texas wouldn't exist without Tennessee anyway. So we pretty <laughs> much already owned the the Houston Oilers history. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm gonna be wearing my McNair Oilers jersey Sunday, and I'll probably yeah. I'm wearing my I'm wearing my Eddie uh, Eddie George throwback. Yeah, I'm gonna wear it to the game Sunday. I got an Oilers hat too. I'll wear. I'll be I'll be decking my Oilers stuff too. I think if you are a true diehard Titans fan, you gotta have something Oilers. So if you are yeah. if you don't have any Oilers, make sure you buy something Oilers. You gotta have a little something Oilers to prove your uh, authenticity to Titans. Who knows? We may throw some uh, some Oilers type uh, designs on this uh, second of victory store soon. Plug it, Chris. We'll see. Plug it. Um, all right. So we wanted to wrap up the, the episode with talking about our favorite Titan uniform combination. Oh, hold on. Before we, we need to make our bold predictions for the Colts. Let's do Colts that. Game. Let's do that. Christian Brett, Swartz. you want to go first? All right. Anybody. The Tennessee Titans will not allow the Colts to get over 20 points offensively. They're going to hold them to under 20 points. Um, so it, the only reason I say that's bold is because the Titans have done that through the first two games. Uh, they haven't held a team out of the 30s actually through two games. Yeah. So the Titans are going to hold them to under 20 points. And whoever the quarterback is, is whether it's Eason or uh, – Carson Wentz, the Titans are going to win the turnover battle, so they're, they're going to force the Colts to turn the ball over and uh, hold them to under 20 points. I'm going to say it's going to be a good defensive game. for He's, do- he's double-dipping with his prediction. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go – I'll go real quick, Chris, because I kind of want to piggyback yeah. off of uh, Brett. I think the Titans get at least, at least three turnovers Sunday. Okay. That's um, my prediction. I, I think the Titans are going to hit five sacks. In this game, uh, we're going defense this, here. This yeah, is, we're going a, all defense. This is a team that hadn't had a lot of sacks over the over the years, so I, I think this is the one that that really uh, propels this defense forward. I like it. I'm with it. I think the defense needs a tune up game again. They play really well. They played better last week. I don't want to say really well. They played better last week than week one. So keep that going and. Um, I would love to see Danico Autry get a sack or two, sack and a half Sunday on his former team. So that'd be that'd be cool to see. Um, all right, so I like that. I like all predictions. Chris, you wrote those down? Yep, got them. Awesome. All right, so let's go to the uniform combinations and wrap this up. Um, there's only I mean, we see we see them week after week. And, you know, I think we we've seen every combination at this point, correct? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Have we seen? I'm- have we seen Navy on baby? Maybe in preseason? Yeah, I think we have. I'm looking at Titans Uni Tracker. Shout out to them. Uh, this is from 2019. No, Chris, uh, I, don't th- I don't think we have, dude. 
I don't think we have either. I think you're right. So Navy on Baby is one they had they're not fans of, apparently. Oh, uh, we were in 2018. Navy on, on Baby. The, the new ones? Oh, yep. I see it now. You're right. But is this preseason though? No. Oh no. That's a good combination though, if you look at it. Yeah. I like it. My absolute favorite is what we're wearing this weekend. Uh, Maybe I think with, with with the NFL uniform, I love when the pants and the helmet match, sure. and then you have a pop of color in the, on the jersey. That's mm-hmm. exactly what the Titans are doing this weekend. Uh, the the Titans blue jersey with the navy pants. Uh, yep. Obviously the the navy lid. Um, I mean it's I, you know with the white helmets, my favorite look was the Titans blue jersey with the white pants. I just really like that that. Um, I bookend look, I guess, with with the helmet, uh, helmet and the pants matching. Um, I'm a big fan of the all navy look too. Yeah, me too. Um, the all navy is is would be my third probably. Um, man, I tell you what, my second, my first favorite is the same one as you, Chris. The the baby on the navy. My yeah. second favorite though, man, I don't know what it is for the Titans specifically. There's something about those stormtroopers. Stormtroopers. I knew you were going to say that every single time, man. Like when they wore them uh, for one of the first times against Dallas on Monday Night Football a couple years ago, when they yeah. came out of the tunnel, man. Oh, it, and it looks so much better. I, the stormtroopers yeah. look so much better with the navy helmets than they do the white. The helmets. Kevin Byer, kind of like that clash you're talking about, Chris. But exactly, exactly. The Kevin so, yeah, Byer dancing the, the, the stormtroopers. Yeah, so this, the Stormtroopers, the the Baby on Navy, and the Navy on Navy are my top three. Yeah, that's my order, too. I kind of want somebody, y'all. Um, something about the Baby on White I like a lot. Um, they warm against the Bears last year, if y'all remember that game. I oh, did, yeah. yeah. Baby on White, and then I did Navy on Navy, and then I did the All Whites, the Stormtroopers, as people like to call them, so – um, they, I these uniforms, dude. I, I don't know how we went so long with the old ones. To be honest with you, seriously, they just—they look so dated now. Yeah, and I, dude, I just think the navy helmet is what does it for me, man. Yeah, it looks I so much sure. better the with way. the navy helmet than, I'm the than, same way. than they do. So, uh, I'm a big fan of the Titans uniforms now, and I, I mean, the first day we saw them at the uh, at the uniform reveal, and then and yeah. now. Yeah, they uh, they don't have a bad look, in my opinion. Even like the navy, like you said, Chris. I know you said that you like the navy jersey color, navy pants. Like even the navy white navy is a good look. Yeah, I agree. And Derek so, likes that one. He's ran really well in that in that look. Yeah, which one does he not run well in? Let's be real. That's <laughs> true. But when these these Oilers uniforms happen, it's game over, dude. And I, I hope, I really hope it's the uh, the white Oilers helmet, not the not the baby blue one like we saw back in 0, 09. Yeah, oh, I hope so too. I hope it's the I hope it's the Tennessee Oilers look. Same. Yeah. Same. All right, boys. Well, this is fun. Uh, one and one through two games. It could be worse. It could be better. But it could <laughs> be worse. Um, big game Sunday against Indianapolis Colts. Oilers week. So that, that's gonna be a lot of fun. Make sure you get your Oilers gear. Make sure you check us out on Twitter at Second and Victory and go buy some merch. Christmas is right around the corner. We'll, we'll be uh, selling some, some – getting some promos and selling some pretty cool stuff um, here soon. So check out the secondandvictory.com store and get your latest Titan stuff. For Brett Batchelor, for Chris Carter, my name is Austin Nelson. We appreciate you listening. As, all, as always, tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up.